Welcome to Shas Illuminated. Please enjoy the following shear. Today we're going to learn Daf Mem Amud Aleph, and we're going to begin four lines from the bottom of Daf Lamites Amud Beis Amri Debei Rab Sheila. Zakti Gemara. Amri Debei Rab Sheila. They said they taught in the base medrash of Rab Sheila that Vasika Shari that the, there's a type of food that's made out of flour called vasika, and vasika is mutter on Pesach. Frekti Gemara vehotanya, but doesn't the Brisa say vasika oser? That vasika is oser on Pesach, it seems to be a stira. Zokti Gemara loi kasha, it is not a kasha, because apparently there are different ways of preparing vasika. And depending on how you prepare it, that's what makes the difference if it's usable on Pesach or not. The case that's mutter is when you prepared it, when you made it with oil and salt. Oil, Rashi tells us, is like may peyros, is like the juice of fruits. It's what's squeezed out of an olive. So oil is not mechametz. Oil does not make food into chametz. So therefore, if you prepare this flour with oil and salt, you're not going to have a problem. Ha! But the case that's usher is the avde b'maya umilcha, where that you made it with water and salt. If you made it with water and salt, water is definitely a danger of becoming chametz. The Gemara goes on, Omar Marzutra, Marzutra said the following halacha. Loilimchi inish kedera, a person shouldn't put in to thicken the tavshil in, in a pot, bekimcha de avishna, with flour that was roasted, that was baked. In other words, we've learned, we learned earlier on this Amr on Lamites Amr Beis, we learned that when you bake flour or or um, or or dough or grain so when you bake it you make it much more difficult to make into chametz so you you're like it's almost like you're giving these foods immunities to chametz so if you take this kimcha de avishna you might have thought that if i need to thicken my soup let's say I can use flour that I roasted, and then I don't have to worry about it becoming chametz. Says the Gemara, says Marzutra, no, 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 do not do that. Because you never know if you baked it enough that it's immune to becoming chametz. Dilma loibashel shapir, maybe it wasn't cooked well. Now this word cooked over here just means prepared well, it means baked well. Ve'asi lidei chimutz, and it can still come lidei chimutz. Now, you may recall that we learned that there's such a thing called being chaylet, chalot. And that means to pour boiling water on the grain or the flour. And doing that also helps it become immune to chimots. So Rabbi Yosef taught us a fascinating halacha in the manner that one may want to do this chilot, this pouring boiling water onto actual kernels of wheat. Zakti Gemara, Omar Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yosef said, inish trei chiti bahadi hadadi. I moved on to Daf Mem Aleph. 
a person should not pour boiling water onto two kernels of wheat together. Meaning, when you pour this boiling water, you have to make sure that each kernel of wheat stands on its own, that it's not touching or together with other kernels. Why? Dilma Azla Chada, because maybe one kernel will go, Vyasva, and it will sit, Bitsiria de Chavrita, in the crack of its friend. In other words, the kernels of wheat have a place where there's a crack in it, like a, like, like some kind of opening in it. And it, and the, 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 a sharper edge of another kernel can get lodged in the crack of another, of, of the first kernel. Now what's gonna happen? So what? So what? The two kernels join together. What's so terrible about that? So the boiled water will not be effective on all four sides. It will not fully surround the entire kernel because two kernels are jammed together and there's like a, that forms like an insulation. And then it will still be susceptible to becoming chametz. In a similar vein, Omar Abaya, Abaya said, A person should not singe, to be lichroich means to singe, like to put over the fire or in the oven, two stalks. In other words, when you harvest wheat, so there's stalks. Each stalk has a number of kernels in it. So you might, you want to take two stalks. Abaya said, don't put them together when you put it over the fire to get the moisture out so that it won't become chametz. Don't singe two stalks next to each other. Why not? Explains Abaya. Dilma nafki maya mehai ubala idach. Maybe the water will come out from one. Now when he says water, that's a loose translation. It means whatever moisture was inside will come out. And it will be absorbed by the other one. And it will make it become chavetz. So Rava objects. Rava says that Rava does not um, uh, agree with this din because Rava says if you're going to say that, so then it doesn't really matter if there's one or two. Amalei Rava, Rava said to him, "Ihachi, if that's true, afilu chadonami." So even one stalk as well, as you recall, there are a number of kernels in each stalk. So then you can be chayshesh, dilma nothik mehai reisha, maybe some juice will come out from one end, ubala idach reisha, and the other end will absorb it. So that's, that would not work. And Rava now throws in his real objection, which makes the whole thing not noigea. Ela Omar Rava, rather Rava says, may peirois ninu. Rava says, Abaya, why are we worried about these kernels of wheat at all? The moisture that comes out of them, that's like the juice of the fruit in a sense, even though it's wheat, but it's the natural moisture that was in the kernels or the, or the, or the stalk, and that's called May Peirois. And the, we have a rule that we've learned before, Umay Peirois Einon Machmitzin. May Peirois does not make it into Chametz. Zakti Gemara 
V'hodar be'abaya me'ahi. Abaya was, was taka chayzer. Abaya was chayzer from what he said, that you cannot put two stalks together. Now, if we listen carefully to what the Gemara says here, we'll see that Abaya was chayzer from one objection of Rava, but not from the other. Because the Gemara explains that Abaya was chayzer because Abaya changed his mind, Dekol Agav Midlayhu, that any liquids that come out while it's dropping down, while it's, the, the liquids are just being drawn away from the Shibayles, so Loi Mechamtzi, we're not Chayshish that that's going to make it into Chametz. In other words, Abaya says, a good point, we see from here that the moisture that's coming out and just draining down, we're not worried that that's going to create chimots. Okay, and we see this in this further member of Abaya, the Omar Abaya, as Abaya said, Hai chatzva de avishna. Chatzva de avishna, Rashi explains, means that you have a jug, a cad, and in it, you have these stalks that you are heating up in order to make them immune to becoming chametz. And apparently, there are different ways that you could place the jug near the fire. You can turn the jug upside down in some way that still holds on to the stalks, but in a way that any moisture that comes out drips straight down away from it. Or you can leave it right side up and then any moisture that comes free from the stalk winds up in the keli and then could perhaps re-enter the stalks. So Abaya said if you have a chatzva de avishna, schifa, if it's turned upside down, in meaning there's an opening on the bottom that it, it, that the moisture could drain out of shari, then it's mutter. Zikifa, but if it's straight up, if it, if the if the jug is sitting in in a straight way where the opening is on top and it's closed on the bottom, so then it's usher because it traps the moisture in there. Now Rava, who said that it's may payroise, is not concerned about this. Rava, oh my Rava says afilu zikifa nami shari. Even if it's straight up, it's also mutter. Why? Because may peyros ninu, because it's considered may peyros, it's the juice of the fruit, in this case the wheat. U may peyros enon machmitzen and may peyros do not make food into chametz. The Gemara now begins a discussion about a process called being loises or lesita. This process was a certain type of soaking that was done to grain before it was ground up, which would help, as we'll see, would help them grind it in a manner that there were no impurities and it was a very fine flour that was formed from it. So, but the shaila is that on Pesach, the shaila is if you can do this process of washing or soaking the, the, the wheat or the barley and still be able to use that food on Pesach, or are we concerned that it will become chametz? Tanu Rabbonon, we learned in a b'raisa. Ein loisesin se'oyrin bepesach. You cannot soak barley on Pesach. Note the barley here. You cannot soak barley on Pesach. V'im losas, and if you do soak it, 
So then you have to examine it very carefully because it becomes puffed up from the liquid, from the water, and then you have to examine the different grains of barley and see, nisbaku, if they cracked, if it developed cracks on it, asuras, then they're usur, you have to be concerned that they're imminently becoming chametz. Loi nisbaku, but if they do not crack, so then mutarais they are mutar. Rabbi Yaisi Oymer, Rabbi Yaisi says that there is an eitzah. Now there's a little bit of a discussion in the Mepharshim here, but I'm going to go with what seems to be Rashi's pshat, that Rabbi Yaisi says that if you see that the barley is starting to puff up and you're afraid that it's going to crack and therefore become very vulnerable to chimuts, so there is a way to prevent that. Says Rabbi Yaisi, shoyron v'chaimetz, soak them in vinegar, the chaimetz tzaimson, and the chaimetz will make it like retract, will make it like be neskavets to, 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 to shrink, to, um, to be able to make it immune to chimuts. And then you no longer have to worry about whether or not it cracks. Okay, but Omar Shmuel, Shmuel said, Ein halacha ke The halacha is not like Rabbi Yossi, and you cannot rely on this kunz, on this trick, that you can save the barley by soaking it in vinegar. Now, now let's examine this a little closer. Omar Rav Chista, Rav Chista said, Omar Mar Ukva in the name of Rav Ukva, of Mar Ukva. Loi nisbaku mamish. We're not, we don't mean that the sa'irim are usr if they crack, and if they don't crack, they're mutter. No, no. Even if they don't crack, they could be usr, because you have to try to be mishire the following. Ella, rather, kol she'ilu me'nichon al pichavis. Even, even if you take these barley kernels, but you know, that if you would place them onto a barrel of wine, which has a strong reach coming out of it, which can affect the barley, it has a strong smell, you know, it's, it's, it's a, 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 a powerful ruach that's coming out of this b- barrel of wine, and they will crack on their own. So even if they haven't cracked, but if you know that if you expose them to the smell of the wine, that will be gairim, the chemical reaction will be that they will crack, so that's already called that it's, that it's cracked. It doesn't, when we said before that if you soak barley, you should not soak barley, but if you do, you should check if they're cracked or not. It doesn't mean to check if they're cracks. It means check if they're susceptible to cracking if they're exposed to certain things, like, for example, the powerful aroma of, of, of wine in a barrel. That was Rav Chista Omar Mar Ukva's understanding. However, Shmuel disagreed. U Shmuel Omar Nisbak U Mamish. Shmuel said no. As long as the barley kernels or grains did not crack, so they don't have a, a crack in them, so then you can be saimach and you could use it, and you don't have to start making chashbainis. Would, 
would they crack if they were exposed to a chavis, to a barrel of wine? Uh, uh, now this, this shita of Shmuel, Shmuel acted upon his shita. Ovad Shmuel Uvda, Shmuel did a maisa, Shmuel paskin the shaila, bidura de Beibar Choshu, in the village of Beibar Choshu, and Nizbaku Mamish, where he said the only issue is if it would Mamish crack, but if it's not Mamish, if it's not actually cracked, so then you could be soimich on using this barley. Now, Omar Rabba, Rabba said something that we're going to have to understand what he was referring to. But Rabba gets up one day in the base Medrash and he declares the following. Baal nefesh lo yiltois. A baal nefesh, a machmir, a, a, a yereshamayim. Someone who's extra stringent in his kiyom and his fulfillment of mitzvahs. Lo yiltois. He should not do this soaking. Now the Gemara pauses from that. Because that's not what we were saying until now. Until now we weren't saying that this is some kind of chumrah. We were saying you should not soak the barley. So the Gemara says, My area bal nefesh. Why are you saying specifically a machmir, a yereshamayim, a chassid, he should, should not, should not soak his grains? Afilu kule almanami. Nobody should soak their grains. This is not about machmir or mekel. Dehatanya, because we learned in a brisa which we had just quoted a few lines ago, ein that you should not soak barley kernels on Pesach. Zokti Gemara, you know what Rabbi meant when he said that a machmir, that someone who's extra stringent shouldn't soak it. This is what Rabbi meant. Baal nefesh, someone who's an extra special machmir. Afilu chitin, even wheat, dishriri, which are hard, lo yiltois, you should not soak. Ooh, now we suddenly realize what's really going on over here. Apparently, wheat and barley are not exactly the same. And while wheat is a very strong kernel, barley is a softer kernel. And therefore, the issue that the, that that the Gemara has with soaking it is more of an issue with barley than with wheat. With wheat, there's a strong mucking to think that you can get away with soaking it and it will still not become chametz. But with barley, you're really much more playing with fire and possibly entering a situation where it's chametz. So Rabbah came along and said that while the Mishnah said specifically, don't soak barley, it would be a worthwhile chumrah. For someone who's machmir b'mitzvah, someone who's a bal nefesh, it would be a worthwhile chumrah not to soak even wheat, which is stronger. Omar lay Rav Nachman. Rav Nachman said back to, uh, to Rabbah, he said, man ditzayis leila abba. Whoever listens to Abba, Abba was the honorable title that Rav Nachman gave Rabba. What he was really saying was, anyone who listens to you, Ochil Namo Ipusha, is going to be eating bread. Now this is interesting, the literal translation of Ipusha is like spoiled, but it's clear from Rashi and others that what it's saying is that you're going to be eating impure bread, like not good bread. 
So if you listen to Rabbah and you don't soak your wheat, you will be eating not good bread. Why do you say that? The Habei Rav Huna lasti because the by Rav Huna they soaked. Ubei Rava Bar Oven lasti and by Rava Bar Oven they soaked. And if you don't soak it, so then you're left with a certain coarseness or or impurity in the flour, and it's not going to be good. The Rava Omar Rava said, "Aser lil sais." Interesting. So Rava didn't say the Bal Nefesh, no. Rava said you are not allowed to soak even wheat. Not a Chumrah, but rather it's Usr across the board. Now, according to Rava, that it's across the board Usr to soak kernels, whether it's wheat or barley, we now have to revisit our Brysa and understand, so why did the Brysa say specifically barley if the Isser is on wheat as well? So this that the Brisa said, that you should not soak barley on Pesach. It sounds like barley you should not soak. But wheat, it sounds like would be mutter, the way we had explained previously. So the Gemara says, no, there's an aspect of wheat that makes it more susceptible to chimots. And that's because of the crack in the wheat that we discussed on the top of the Yomud, where we said that wheat naturally has a groove, a crack in it. That crack makes it extra susceptible to becoming chimots. And when the Bryces said not to do lasita to barley, of course you can't do it to to wheat. Let's read that inside. Zakti Gemara. Loimi boyka Amar. It's saying not only, you know, for sure chitim you can't do. What do you mean? Loimi boy chitim. You don't even have to say wheat. Kivan de isbeit Syria. Since it has this crack, Aili Bahumaya, water could get into it. Avosari. <coughs> Excuse me. Avosari, but barley, the shi'i, which is smooth, a moshaper dummy, maybe that, that, we don't have to worry about it being soaked. Kamash malon, so that's what we say, well, you, that you're not allowed to do lasita. So we see that Rava said you're not allowed to soak the, the, the wheat or the barley. Now the Gemara says that Rava changed his mind. Zakti Gemara, Rava changed his mind. Hadar Omar Rava, then Rava said, Mutter lil tais. Rava said, no, now I, now that I look at the sugya again, I see that it is permitted to soak the, the grains, and I have a raya, the tanya, because the brysa says that yoitzein, we learned this before, that yoitzein bepas nekia vehadra'a. That your say the mitzvah of matzah with very fine uh, matzah and with coarse matzah. Now, if you didn't do lasita, how did you end up with very fine matzah? The efsher nikia below lasita. You cannot have pas nikia if you didn't do lasita. So clearly, you see from the brisa that lasita is mutter. Frek di Gemara, Eisvei Rav Papa le Rav Papa asked the Kasha to Rav. 
Hakamochen vehasiltois flower and fine flower. Silas is fine flower. Shel nochrim of goyim. So if you have flower or fine flower of goyim, shel kfarim, if it's from the villages, tahirim. So then you can you can use the 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 uh, the flower or the fine flower without worrying that it's tame. But vishel krachin. But if it's from the large cities, tmein, then you have to be chayshish that it's tame. Now this is a fascinating halacha because it's based on a concept that we learned earlier in the Masechta, and that is that in order for fruits or anything that grows from the ground to become tamay, it needs to first become what Chazal called call muhsher lekabel tuma. It has to become eligible. It has to become shayach to tuma. How does something that grow from the ground become muhsher lekabel tuma? Well, after it's harvested, it needs to get wet. Until it gets wet, it cannot become tamay. Now, the, 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 this brisa assumes as follows. This brisa assumes that while in the big cities they were very fancy, and in the fancy big cities they would make sure to soak the wheat, so if you had flour or fine flour, you have to assume that it's tame because it became muhsher lekabotum, it became eligible for tame. But in the villages where they're not so makbid, out of town where it's not, uh, not, you know, not so fancy, so over there they weren't so makbid to, to soak the, uh, the grain before they ground it. So there you don't have to worry that it got wet and therefore you don't have to assume that it's tame. So what do you see from there? You see that in the villages they did not soak the grain. My taima, what's the reason that in the villages it's tar? Lav mishum deloy lasti, isn't it because they did not soak it? And still you see that you have something called soilus, fine flour. Vikakari le soilus, and you still call it soilus. So you see, it must be that even something that, that it was not soaked is still called soilus. So, Rava, why are you saying that from the fact that there's something called Silas, it must be that it's mutter to soak? Over here you see clearly that something is called Silas, and even though it's called Silas, it was not soaked. That's why we're saying that it's tar, because it never got wet. So, he answered, Rava answered, Tirgama Akimcha. Rava said, I mean, it's going on the flower. When it said this halacha, even though it mentioned the flower and the fine flower, but regarding this halacha, it was referring to the flower, which is clearly a doichik. And Basar Dinofik, after he went out, Omar, Rev, Rev Papa said, My time alay meha. Why didn't I, why didn't I bring him a raya? Why didn't I respond? With a raya from the following. The Omar Abzeira, Omar Abirmiya, Omar Shmuel, Rav Papa was like angry with himself. He was bizarre that he didn't think of this winning taina. Um, Rav Zeira said in the name of Rav Rab, Abirmiya, in the name of Shmuel, that chitin shall menachais, that the wheat of the carbon mincha, ain't loisis in oisam. You should not soak it. 
Now, the wheat of the carbon mincha, the carbon mincha is called silas all over the place. Bikakari lahu silas, and it's called silas. So here you have a clear raya that something that wasn't soaked can still be called silas. Now the Gemara goes on. This is so interesting. Originally, Rava said it's usher to soak it. Then Rava said it's mutter to soak it. And look at this turnaround. Hadaroma Rava. Then Rava said, not only is it not usher, but it's not even mutter, rather mitzvah lil sois. Clearly, Rava says it is a mitzvah to soak it. Why would you say that? Shanemar, because the Pasuk says, Ushmartem eshamatzoth. It says that you have to watch, you have to do a shmira on these matzos. So he says, Eloi de boilasita, if not the, for the fact that it needs to be soaked, Shimur lamai, what do you have to watch it? What does it need such close attention? Elamai, you'll say it's after the dough is kneaded that you need to watch it to make sure that it doesn't develop any of the symptoms of chimots. As we'll learn, there there are certain symptoms when you're looking at dough that you could tell that it has begun to be neschamets. It has become has begun to become chametz. What's this shimur for? Ishimur delisha. If you mean that it's the shmira of the kneading, the once it's kneaded, so shimur delisha lav shimur. I'll prove to you that the shimur of kneading that's not a shimur. The Omer Rav Huna, because Rav Huna says that B'tseikois shall nochrim, that if somebody has dough, somebody makes matzah out of doughs of goyim. And it says, Rav Huna said, Adam mayam. A person could fill his stomach with them. A person could eat them on Pesach. No problem. However, Ubelvad she'yoychal kezayis matzah ba'achroina. But at the end, when he eats his carbon Pesach, which has to be eaten with matzah, he has to eat a kezayis of matzah. He cannot be soimach on the dough of goyim, even though you know it's not chametz, because you examined the dough carefully and you saw that it wasn't chametz. That's why it was Pesach big enough that you could eat it on Pesach. But it wasn't shmura, it wasn't matzah shmura, so you can't use it for the mitzvah of matzah. Ba'achroina in, dafka you could, for the mitzvah of matzah, you could use that last kezayis that was matzah. But barishayna loy, but those first uh, um, pieces of dough that you turned into matzah that had belonged to goyim, that were prepared by goyim, that's not acceptable. Why not? My time, why? Mishum deloy avad behu shimur. Because it was not watched. Why, why do you consider that it wasn't watched if a guy made the dough? Let's consider that we watched it from the time that it was baked, from the time that it's ready to be baked. When I get handed the dough, I'm watching it very carefully. So what do I see from here that that's not enough to be called If it was enough shmira to watch it from the time that it was dough, so then I would even be able to use the dough of a, that a guy prepared as long as I look at it carefully and I decide that it's not chametz and I watch it from now on very carefully. So that's ushmarta mesamatzois. So you see that it must be that when the Pasuk says ushmarta mesamatzois, it's referring to a shimur, to a watching that's much earlier in the process.
Shmamino, we see from here, Shimur Meikara Be'inon. We see that it needs to be watched from the beginning. We, it needs, it needs a Shmira Meikara. So you see that the, that the, the watching needs to be done even before it's made into dough. Why would that be necessary? It must be because you're soaking it before you do the tchina. And that's Rava's Raya that it is a mitzvah. Zakti Gemara, not so fast. It's not such a great raya. Umimai. And why? Why do you say that? Dilma Shani Hasam. Maybe the reason, maybe over there it's different. Maybe it's really when it's made into dough that it has to be watched. But this guy got handed made dough. So that means that there was some uh, amount of time that it was not being watched. At the time that it became ro'oi for watching, when it was made into dough, he, he was not watching it. But in a case where when it went down to be watched, he watched it, maybe then it's enough that it's being watched from the time that it's needed, and you no longer have a raya that you're a, that you that there's a mitzvah to soak it, because maybe there is no mitzvah to soak it. In fact, there is no mitzvah There's no reason to watch the grain until it was made into dough. It just should be from the very beginning of when it was made into dough. However, the Gemara says, even though we seem to have have uh, disputed Rava's Raya Va'afilu Hachi, and even so, Loi Hadar Rava. Rava wasn't Chayzer. Rava still believed that the Shmira needs to be from the time that it's kernels of wheat. How do you know that Rava wasn't Chayzer? The Omar Lahu Lehanhu, the Mahafchi Kipi. Because Rava said to the people that were tying up the bundles when they, when they, um, when they harvested the wheat. So that's really early on in the process. And he said to them, Ki mahafchisu, when you tie up, when you make these bundles of wheat, hafichu l'shem mitzvah. You should do it l'shem mitzvah. In other words, you should be watching it already as being part of the mitzvah of, of, of matzah and, and, and that's the Shmira L'shei Matzo, Shmarta Mesa Matzois. Alma Kosovar, we see that he holds Shimor Meikara Mitchilasai Viatsoi Foi Bi'inon, that it needs to be watched from the beginning, from beginning to end, and that's what's necessary. The Gemara just signs off with an interesting Maisa, Mar Breder Avina, and I'm turning to Mem Amit Beis, Mar Breder Avina, Minaktole Ime Ba'arvi. Marbreder of Ina, his mother would take the harvested wheat and she would be shimer it into, in containers in some type of keli to make sure to be shimer it even while it was wheat. And Baruch Hashem, we finished off Mem Amud Aleph and next time, Blineder, we will learn Daf Mem Amud Bez. You have been listening to a shear from shasilluminated.org. For other shearim on many topics or to hear an eon shear on any Daf in Shas, including Myra McClellan's on each shear, please visit www.shasilluminated.org. To order CDs or for more information, please call 203-312-SHAS. That's 203-312-7427 or email info at shasilluminated.org.